Hello, and thank you for listening to this Fun Board Council podcast. This is a 15 minute excerpt of our longer podcasts, and the full podcasts are available exclusively to Fun Board Council members via their member portal. If you like what you hear and you'd like to find out more about membership, please do contact us via our website at funboards.org. In the meantime, happy listening. My name is Sheila Gordon-Hart, apparently you all know who I am. <laughs> Slightly worrying. Um, uh, that, uh, following that is almost impossible. That was both informative and I think also um, uplifting um, as an interview, uh, giving a very positive view of a regulatory approach. I mean, life is tough, isn't it? But um, what was presented there, I thought was largely positive and, and it's great to have a regulator who's, I'm, I'm sure I'm not allowed to say he's on the side of the industry, but that's certainly, uh, I think there's a, a level of understanding that we can all um, draw comfort from. Now I've also, I've brought some props because I like to have a prop. I didn't bring my teddy bear, which somebody I think said I should have done, but there are a couple of things I'd like you, if you don't know about, perhaps to have a look at. There's one, and this all has to do with governance. Uh, one is the Deloitte or Deloitte study um, of the 100, top 100 funds in Luxembourg, the largest, about how they look at governance and how they report. And actually, it's, it's quite important because there are some things that I was quite surprised about. You'd expect the top 100 funds to be really rather good at this stuff, but some of them aren't quite as good as you'd expect. And the other thing is that um, a couple of weeks ago, at ELA's um, uh, annual meeting, um, they presented um, a, a new paper on independence on board. So it's worth a read. I think it's a good start um, from ELA. Um, so I'd, I'd commend those, those to you. Anyway, on to, on to what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to, to some extent, echo um, what Philip and Marco uh, were discussing, obviously with a focus on governance, um, a little bit more perhaps about independence and delegation. And so I think we're going to start with delegation because obviously that's a big, hot political topic. I was glad Marco said that, you know, he really doesn't understand what the problem is with delegation, uh, but it's something that, that we grapple with all the time. So first of all, for Craig, our host here today from Franklin Templeton, who's also incidentally on the board of um, Alfie, um, you've got a, a piece on your YouTube channel, which I'm very impressed about, on the Alfie YouTube, uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> 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 about, about the industry working together. And I think, in general, it's something that the industry is quite good at, because we have common cause, sometimes not. So I, I really just wanted to ask you about how easy you find it to get the industry to work together with some of the more contentious issues that there are and how much competitive pressure sort of emerges in, in those discussions. Um, so, yeah, particularly around delegation, because it's a real bone of contention. Yeah, I, I think if it's the video I was uh, remembering, I think that was really about stressing the benefits of Alfie as the trade association and groups like this, uh, associations like this, and bringing the value chain together. Uh, and, you know, you have 
the the promoter, the management company, the service providers, the delegates, uh, and I think the, the associations like that bring that whole value chain together to to drive forward effective governance, effective efficiencies, and solutions for the the, the shareholder and the end investor. I think on the on the delegation topic, you know. I, I was really pleased about what Marco said there. Um, I think you know it's very good to hear that sort of transparency on the political environment. I think Brexit absolutely was um, a, a cause for that debate to reignite, and hopefully this compromise text can put it to bed at least for for a short while. Um, because I really think there's more important things that we as an industry need to be getting on with um, in terms of investor protection, investor education. Uh, and, and not focusing on this, which has been done to death in, in my my sort of view. I think, you know, 18698, Circular 18698, um, the CSSF really addressed it head on in the publication of that circular, um, which replaced 12546. But it brought more sort of granularity about the requirements, risk-based assessment, initial uh, due diligence, ongoing due diligence, ongoing monitoring, uh, of the delegate. And so the requirements are, are very clear from a very high level principles based. I think maybe where the challenge is, is that Luxembourg is one domicile. Ireland has CP86, which is, is coming at it from its own way. And so if, if you're a delegate in the chain, you're being hit by multiple different firms interpreting 18698 very differently, but also other players from other markets interpreting it very differently. So there's no harmonized approach. Or consistency, and I think there's been associations and been initiatives by firms to try and tackle that and try and create some uniform process uh, on delegation oversight. But I don't think we're there yet. I think that there hasn't been that one silver bullet that's tackled everything uh, effectively enough yet. Yeah, I mean, putting it to bed would be a great thing, but I can remember several decades ago when USITS 2, which never actually saw the light of day, was published, there was a very explicit uh, article in there that actually forbade any, forbade any form of delegation, which was an extraordinary uh, thing that certainly would have killed off any prospect of a cross-border industry at all. Corinne, wearing your fidelity hat, you obviously have to cross this cultural divide as well and deal with these different expectations because your delegates are all over the world in terms of investment management. So how do you cope first with those initial discussions and then taking them forward through the group. I mean, these are very complex uh, international groups we're talking about. Yeah, sure. So I think uh, delegation has become a, a very important topic in big groups like us. Um, I mean, let's be honest, we always did oversee delegation, but we, we have been overseeing external delegates much more than our internal delegates because as a group, you have group functions, you talk to those people every day, um, and so it was less formalized. I think what we had to put in place is to unfortunately formalize um, oversight of delegations in the groups as well. And I think, I mean, this was a topic uh, at Fidelity which we have been uh, dealing with already for many years. I think what has been helpful is that other countries are also want, did want to strengthen oversight of delegation. Um, and it was indeed when all 
countries came together and were focusing on it, where we decided to put in place a, a global group policy on delegation. So now in our group, everyone has to abide by the same oversight rules, whether they are located in Ireland, in Hong Kong, in the US, wherever. Um, and, and that makes things uh, more easy. We also have now standardized our due diligence which is now used for throughout the group. You know, we, we are working on industry standards so that we have the same be between groups, but you can imagine that at group level, we were using different documents. So standardization at group level, etc., and we have a policy which is heavily based on the strictest rules and some of them are Luxembourgish, but some of them might be other countries. Uh, and so everyone is now having to abide by the same, the same rules. Uh, the, we put in place uh, global SLA templates, global internal outsourcing agreements, uh, which are complying with, we did an analysis so that they comply with the rules around the globe. Um, and and that will hopefully make our, our role easier. I think what I want to give as a message is that this is just at the end of the day, good corporate governance uh, to oversee your delegates. And I think what we shouldn't do is, uh, is being too formalistic and just tick boxes. Mm -hmm. um, and what we have become strong in in Luxembourg obviously because we had these rules quite early on and needed to, and obviously have a lot of delegates, is that we are kind now of a center of expertise in oversight and oversight of delegates, and we can add real value. I think what internally in, group comp in a group, what is not liked is if you are a tick the boxer, and if it doesn't tick the right box, you go up to group and say, oh no, this doesn't work. I think what you need to show is that you can bring and add value. And that is what we are trying to do in Luxembourg. So not being a ticking boxes, but bringing real added value in oversight. Uh, that, that's really interesting. And trying to achieve those sort of global standards, I think is, is a great ambition. And to have achieved it is, is something else. I mean, Emmanuel, from your point of view, in Alfie, you have to bring the industry together in all the various working groups that you do. And how do you observe that uh, relationship working? Yes, good afternoon, and thank you for having me uh, to start with. And uh, yes, it's a very good point indeed. We have to, to, to get the, the, the view on this, uh, of the industry. Let, um, uh, important messages have been delivered on delegation by, by Marco. So I think uh, if I, I may, I just may come back one, uh, two years back uh, to say, where do we come from with regard to this journey on uh, AFMD and especially delegation? Um, you, you, you may recall that it started with the, the announcement that there will be a consultation on the market to review the AFM Alternative Investment Management Directive. And uh, ESMA came with this letter uh, containing a series of recommendations, including uh, the need to review delegation rule. And this is at, at this stage that uh, we, we started already consulting the market and working with members to anticipate what might, what might be content in the, in the consultation. And then there was this consultation to which we responded extensively with market uh, players and then the proposal from the European, European Commission. Um, in that context, we have performed uh, a survey uh, with, our, with the Alfie members and with some of you in the rooms. 
in the room um, to assess and to further understand to which extent, in their view, the current delegation framework was, was performing well or not. And was surprised to see that it was absolutely a consistent message that, in the view of the market, the current delegation framework works well. And it provides uh, some robust uh, uh, initial due diligence and appointment process. And uh, uh, in the view of the market, it, it, was, it ensures uh, sufficient and robust risk management. Um, we also had the feedback that the main reason to, uh, um, to implement this delegation was uh, first, I mean, to allow uh, European fund investors to get access to um, diverse and broad expertise because the expertise is not, uh, uh, um, I mean, might be different places and the delegation is mainly um, uh, put in place to get access to expertise. We also received the feedback that it was, uh, uh, there was a, a huge increase of efficiencies within the group and Corinne uh, mentioned this and obviously a reduction of costs. So the message which we received was absolutely consistent um, during this uh, review of, uh, of the FMD review. We have um, also to, to inform you of what we have done over the past year. So uh, the European Commission came with this proposal uh, in last November. Um, we have uh, uh, provided, yes, I would say numerous uh, feedbacks to um, European Commission, to uh, the European Parliament, and also something which, is my, which may less be known from the market is that we interact a lot with the Ministry of Finance in Luxembourg because uh, the Ministry of Finance is the team which deals at the European Council. So they have what they call working party, and in that context, uh, they need also the support of various stakeholders to provide the feedback of the market of what they need to support or not uh, in this context. Um, and as uh, uh, Marco mentioned uh, uh, in his uh, introduction speech or interview, um, at this stage at least, and we will see how it goes, as you may have seen, the Council under the French presidency reached uh, a compromise in June. Um, and the European Parliament, the report, uh, the Parliament had until end of June to provide their uh, amendments. So on the Council side, I can say that indeed uh, the focus on delegation to non-EU countries has been put aside. There is a move to increase reporting, but not, uh, um, uh, I mean, reporting at NCA level, but not with a focus on non-EU, delegation to non-EU countries. And in the Parliament um, report, it is the same, I must say, but we are waiting for the amendments, uh, which are not, have not been disclosed yet. And there will be a vote uh, on 26th of September, but at this stage, at least in the report, it is the same. There is not any more focus on non-delegation to non-EU countries. Which is really important. And I think- It's really important. Th there were two very powerful reasons there that, that you, uh, described. One was the cost and efficiency argument, which is crucial. And secondly, the ac access to expertise that investors both need and deserve. And frankly, Fortress Europe doesn't work in the world of investment. So, you know, people need that access. And I think that's one thing that the asset management industry is very capable of delivering, which is a, a very great, great positive. We shouldn't be seen as as the devil incarnate in, in that sense. 
We hope you enjoyed that uh, 15 minute excerpt. If you did and you'd like to find out more about how you can access the full recording uh, or about FBC membership in general, please contact us via our website at funboards.org.